0: Hey, this is John with Catholic for Rednecks. Thank you for dropping by the podcast. I don't know how you got here, but I'm glad you're here. I was born and raised Southern Baptist right here in Alabama. Then one night, Christmas Eve, 2013, I found myself at a midnight mass, and I never looked back. I love being Catholic. I think it's the greatest thing I've ever found in my life. And I'd like for you to know more about it. Thank you for tuning in. If you have any questions about the Catholic faith, shoot me an email to catholic 4 podcast at gmail.com. And I look forward to getting to know you. Just relax and listen to a few episodes. Thank you for coming. Hello, everyone. This is John and... And Brian? Brian Edwards my is my youngest son. He is the founder, is what he likes to say, the founder, creator, producer, director, uh, curtain maker of Catholicism on Instagram, which is a meme page designed for what? Brian, tell us about your page.
1: It is uh, it's designed for... Mostly apologetics, uh, humor, and, uh, you know, taking dumps on heresy.
0: You know, I had a friend of mine ask me what apologetics was. She said, she said, what do you do? And I said, I do apologetics on YouTube. And she said, "Who? what are you apologizing about? And she was, she had a degree from a major university in psychology. So could you tell me? Could you tell the listeners out there what you mean by an apologist?
1: Apologetics is um, is like the defense of the faith. Um, if in, in the more like ancient use of the word, you had apologies uh, from like Socrates and Justin Martyr, and these uh, these were like defenses of their actions or their beliefs or what what have you. Um, so that's what. We do, on Catholicism, we make apologetics for Catholicism, uh, a defense of the faith, uh, reasons why we believe what we believe and why everyone else is wrong. Well, um, that's not really
0: how your page started, though. Um, I remember me and you started our Instagram pages probably just right in the same time frame because I was working at EWTN, and I started my page... And I think that I started it just to upload my YouTube videos, but I didn't know what I was doing. I still don't. And then you started yours for another reason.
1: Yeah, so uh, I I started mine because my dad told me to, because you told me to. So oh, did I? yeah, and every everything my dad's ever told me to do. Uh I've always been a little bit resistant, but bit. whenever whenever I comply to my father's will, uh magical things happen. So I uh, I I have learned from that a little bit and um, I've got some plans in the works, uh things that he's telling me to do with this uh online ministry that I'm going to do. I just uh I'm gonna keep it secret for now.
0: Yeah, um who was I reading? I was reading of some famous creator lately and he's a billionaire entrepreneur it's not Elon Musk or Trump but um or Hunter Biden but uh he was saying that he learned to uh not tell anyone anything cause friends will steal your vision steal your idea uh, they'll leak it out there and somebody else will do it and mess it up for you or end up profiting off something that God gave you to do. But um, I do remember when you first started out, I remember sitting at the uh, Guadalupe Hall in uh, at Ten. I worked a night shift, and I remember getting on my phone after my rounds. I was in security, and I saw your page, and uh, you were doing like a, a saint per day at first, and you had like a hundred and something Members, subscribers, how many you got now?
1: We're uh, we're approaching fifty thousand. Wow. I think uh, we'll be at forty eight thousand by by the end of Mass.
0: Do you ever get deleted?
1: Oh, we get Mass deleted. We uh, we probably more people have unfollowed us than have continued to follow us. There's probably hundreds of thousands of people that have unfollowed us, and we've probably been blocked by thousands of people. I, w- I wish Instagram would tell you how many people have blocked you because that would be like a, that'd be like a um, like a trophy you know, it'd be kinda, kind of a fun insight.
0: Well you know Brian, I, I go through it too and uh, it's probably mostly s- self-inflicted because uh, a lot of people even my close family, they have a hard time with my sense of humor, you know and uh, but I look on my, like on my, um, Instagram account, and I'll like break a certain number, for instance, say I I have 500, and then I'll get up to 600, then back to 400, you know, and I went through a period of time, um, when I was at EWTN that I was kind of falling into that ditch of bashing the Pope, you know, um. I started hanging around with some people that were very much opposed to uh, modernism, but they took it to the extreme of, if it's not the traditional Latin mass, uh, it ain't Catholic. You know what I'm saying? So I started drifting off into that ditch a little bit, and I made a few YouTubes where I was critical of Pope Francis, and and all, all I was doing was repeating negativity i had heard others repeat and but what's funny is when i repented of that and you were a big part of it when i repented of that then i came out on youtube and repented publicly and that's when i got mass deleted i lost so many subscribers on social media and then there's a couple of times you you made pranks <laughs> where well, you hacked into my accounts and posted things that were off the wall <laughs> and those caused me a lot a lot of
1: followers. See, growing up, um, I had social media like when I was in middle school and high school and back in the MySpace days and even when Facebook was uh, cool or relevant, I uh, I had my accounts open on the computer and I'd, I'd go use the, the potty or something and then my dad would come in and post something about me being a homosexual or something (laughs) uh or uh something very vulgar and graphic he'd post it on my page and then people would people it was embarrassing so now there's this running tradition where anytime my dad hands over his cell phone for me to fix something technical I'll I'll take it upon myself to ensure that he gets mass deleted by about 400 people that have no sense of humor by saying that he's now a transsexual or something.
0: Uh, yeah, one time you got my logos, and made him into the Pride logo, the rainbow, and he got on Instagram, and and I had like 10,000 subscribers. He told everybody I was coming out of the closet. It was Pride month, and man, I got some hate back. <laughs> deleted but the funniest one, because I, I didn't know what social media was. I was like the last person to get on Facebook on the planet. And I hate Facebook. I, I'm not on there right now. And But I knew he, was, he, he would sit in his room glued to that computer for hours. And I'm thinking, man, I used to go outside and play and ride bikes and play Army and stuff. And this kid's got his nose in this Facebook and MySpace and all. And so... I went in there while you were gone, and your screen was up, and it, it had a, like a status thing where where it said something like, say something, or what's going on, and it, you know, it didn't take me about 10 minutes to figure out, hmm, I simply wrote on there, my penis itches, <laughs> and I hit enter, and I could hear these alerts popping like microwave popcorn, <laughs> And then I walked away like somebody does in the elevator where they fart and they walk out. And, you know, they just walk off and everybody has coming in smells it. But uh, I just walked away, and about 10 minutes later,
1: I hear Brian explode.
0: (laughs) So that's where it started.
1: Yeah. Yeah, lots of fun. Lots of fun, Dad. So you're now married, and you
0: have... A little girl, and you have a little boy on the way, and you work at a major, you work at the biggest employer in the state of Alabama, right?
1: Yeah, my dad's trying to get me fired.
0: <laughs> no, I won't mention where you work, but you do IT work, right? Yes. And we're going to Mass this morning, after the Mass, we're going to slip by some place and get some cords I need from a podcast, right? So I'll be really sure. Yeah, so um, on a serious note, I've got all these people. I posted on social media a picture of Mel Gibson, who I had a man crush on, on him in the 80s and 90s because I was a Birmingham policeman, and I had a mullet like he did in Lethal Weapon, and he was a rebel and a hot shot, and he had um, a 9 millimeter Beretta. Well, every cop in the country had to have a 9mm Beretta because we all use. I'm so old, we were using the wheel gun, you know, and Danny Glover was making fun of, I mean, Mel Gibson was making fun of Danny Glover for using a 38 revolver because Mel Gibson had that badass Beretta that he tucked in the back of his tight blue jeans, remember? Mm -hmm. Have you ever seen the movie?
1: Yeah, I've seen Lethal Weapon.
0: Well, you know, I didn't know at the time that Mel Gibson is uh, a big-time Catholic, and I saw a picture of him where he had gained a lot of weight for for a role. And uh, actually, I'm trying to get Mel Gibson on this on the podcast. So I'm working on it, but I saw a picture of him. He had gained a little weight, but he was wearing a brown scapular, right? So I posted that picture. And I literally had so many people say, what is he wearing, is his laundry tag showing? Yeah, really. Uh, the first time I saw one at church, I was like, man, that lady's uh, laundry tag is showing out the back of her dress, you know, or what's it? it looked like a hemp cord or something to me. So I really don't, people ask me if I wear a brown scapular and I remember you went through something to get yours Can you please, once and for all, educate me on what a brown scapular is, why people should wear them, why you wear
1: one? So, um, the brown scapular kind of, it kind of, it's a sacramental and it, it symbolize or it, it, it it symbolizes that you're like a, a slave, um, a slave to Mary basically, right? You've been enslaved. And you're consecrated to Jesus through Mary in, like, a special way uh, where you have a, a devotion to the the rosary or the little office. Uh, so what I did is I did the 33 days of prayer. It's like a very, very particular prescription of prayer that you have to follow along. And uh, once you complete that, there's certain feast days where uh, once you finish it, you, like, write out a waiver basically and you say a prayer and you get enrolled you have to be enrolled in the brown scapular by a priest and it has to be blessed a certain way and then you're fully consecrated Um, and so the devotion is to uh, you can have permission to just pray, you just talk to your priest and you can have permission to just pray the rosary every single day uh, and you also have to live your life uh, chastely according to your uh, state in life, and uh, what was the other thing? I feel like there's a third thing I'm forgetting. <laughs> it's like, well, anyway, you do these things, and uh, it's like, it, it's pretty much guaranteed that you will not perish in the flames of hell, basically, you know, and uh, there's also an additional promise that anyone who fulfills those devotions will be freed on the first, uh, like the, the most, um, the upcoming Saturday. Like if you go to purgatory that Saturday, you'll be freed from purgatory. So you won't spend too much time there. So it's a, it's a nice devotion to have. Um, and you have to wear, you have to wear the scapular. That's the third part of it. You have to wear the scapular, um, All the time. I I take mine off for the shower because I don't want to have a soaked spot on my shirts when I put them on after the shower. But uh, if I slip and bust my head open and die in the shower, then I might be a little screwed. I don't know. But uh, anyway, you just wear the scapular all the time. You're supposed to wear the wool scapular. There's some people that have a dispensation to be able to wear the metal scapular. Um, But Why, Why would they wear a metal one? P- some people, uh, some people are allergic to the wool or, um, like military that's in like tropical regions or something like that. I I've heard that they, they get away with it. It just depends, but, uh, you're supposed to wear the brown scapular. It's supposed to be brown wool and, uh, you wear it on both sides on the front and the back on your back. And it's, uh, supposed to be inside of your clothes. You're not supposed to have it hanging out. It's supposed to be like touching against your chest and back. Well, um it's like a spiritual life jacket.
0: A spiritual life jacket. What is a green scapular?
1: Green scapular is, uh, is a is is another is another kind of scapular entirely. It's green. Um I'm not entirely versed on everything about it, but you can you can say a prayer over it. it. It's a little. You can use it a little more loosey goosey than you can the brown scapular. The brown scapular is a is a very strict devotion. The green scapular you can just say the prayer and throw it on. Or if you seek to convert somebody, uh, you can plant the green scapular uh, in their house or under their bed or. Kind of a in a car, yeah, like you, the FBI you can. Bug in the
0: mafia. Yeah,
1: it's like a, a spiritual, spiritual FBI bug. Um, let me ask you if it's sort of
0: like this, okay? Everybody has been watching Game of Thrones and all of these Viking movies and things on Netflix, what have you, HBO. You know how certain, you know, the king was all powerful sovereign, right? The king. And the king would have a wife called the Queen. And maybe there were certain elite bodyguards in service, uh knights or vikings or warriors that were specifically sorry, we're going over some speed bumps on the interstate. That felt good. Oh anyhow the um these particular Warriors would swear, uh, their lives to protect the queen above all things. Is it similar to that?
1: Yeah, it's, uh, you're, it's literally like, uh, like a specific kind of slavery that you're, uh, that you're, you know, getting into, like you become a slave when you put on the brown scapular and, uh, it's, it's really cool. You can do a lot of reading about it, uh, Saint Louis de Montfort—is that how you say it? Uh, I don't sure, know. I, I forget. forget.
0: Didn't he write a? Little bit he
1: wrote. Yeah, he wrote. He wrote all about it. He's he's the one that made it big time. Um, but there's so much information about it. It's a it's a really cool devotion. I I've been consecrated now for like maybe three years. I forget to be honest. And uh, I remember you doing it? Yeah. Well, like the I I did really well with it. And then I fell off for a long time and didn't really like put the effort in. But I've been doing uh, I've I've been doing really well with it again now. Like the past like the past like half year, past six months or so, and, uh, people, and it's it's really it's really helped me in a lot of ways. Do
0: like people out in public ever say, "Dude, your laundry tag's showing or anything like that?" Do they ask? Do they notice
1: it? I uh, I keep my I do a pretty good job of concealing mine, uh, but people do ask occasionally. I I think it's pretty cool though to like I was in Denver with my wife on a trip, and uh, a little Asian couple walked up to us, and they asked us if we could take their picture. And the guy, his name was Brian actually, and he had a brown scapular on. And I I saw that I was like, "Hey, man, you got a you got brown scapular, huh?" And then I showed him mine. So it's just it's kind of it's it's kind of cool to, you know, spot it on other people that know what it is. Uh, But yeah, for the most part, if it hangs out or something, people are gonna think that you're walking around with your your shirt tag, or they're gonna think it's like some sort of apparatus or something, or. Yeah. I don't know, but it, it is nice. Uh, it is a nice little symbol yeah. uh, for people to recognize. And whenever you see someone with a brown scapular on, it's a pretty good indication that they take the faith seriously. Um, you know, I mean, it, it's not always the case, of course, but people that make the effort to become consecrated and wear a brown scapular, you, you know that they uh people they're on your side me,
0: people ask me if i wear it and i say no and they i say, think
1: you should wear it. it's an absolute waste of time that you're not consecrated well, because you you pray more than anybody i know i just feel unworthy i do that's not how it works you know it's uh and it, it the the brown scapular is not like a like you're not i'm not an honorable, noble knight, because I have the brown scapula. I'm a slave. It's a, it's an act of humility. And if unworthy. you think that you're unworthy of it, that's even, unworthy. that is an even greater reason to be consecrated. Because, that's like a, that's a very humble position. There's certain things I can't do.
0: It's bad enough I get on YouTube and, and Twitter and stuff and talk about my faith because I'm such a rank sinner. That's bad enough. I'm like, I should be the last person in the history of Christianity to speak of the gospel or to promote the Catholic Church. But I don't know, man. I, I've thought about it, but I, just, I won't even like... You know what an extraordinary minister is? Yes. Okay, well, my catechist, Deacon Phil, said that means you're just super-duper ordinary person. Nothing special. <laughs> but, you know... Some of these modernist churches, and I don't mean that as an insult, but they have civilians, lay people, that help the priest distribute the blood and the body of the Lord during the Eucharist, which, uh, I'm not going to go there. But I could never do that because I ain't going nowhere near, near. I'm not doing that. I just ain't doing it. And people that go up there uh, like near the tabernacle after mass and stuff to clean up. Um, I, I don't go up there like when we go on tours and stuff. The
1: way I look at it, and this is the way that everybody should look at it, in my opinion. But uh, in the Old Testament, you know, who, who was the guy? Who was the guy that touched the ark? And Got he melted? Yeah, died yeah. on the spot. Yeah. That's how I approach the Eucharist, okay? Yeah. And that's why if I, that's why I'm a little bit scrupulous sometimes with confession and taking communion, but I'd rather be a teeny tiny bit scrupulous There's than, than right. walk up there with my nose sticking up in the air and all high and mighty because, uh, in the, in the Byzantine, in the Byzantine, uh, divine liturgy, you know, they say to approach with, uh, with fear, yeah. you know, approach with fear and, uh, I forget the word, but Trembling. Yeah, fear and trembling yeah. the the Eucharist, you know, like and the it's the
0: lion and the Wizard of Oz. Do you remember when he wanted to approach the wizard to ask for Sure. Courage <laughs> Courage you It's
1: were, uh oh, It's it's, it's a ball. it's supposed to be it's supposed to be a terrifying but glorious experience. Yeah. And man. uh that you're eating God. And I would I wouldn't wanna I wouldn't wanna distribute that. I don't want to distribute God to anybody, you know? (laughs) I said, well, that'd be a little too much, in my opinion. You
0: know, the first Mass I ever went to was Ash Wednesday, 2013. And my wife had been, she was a fallen away Catholic. She was a believer, but a fallen away Catholic. And she encouraged me to go forward and take communion. You know, she was so... So falling away, she didn't know anything about the. I just missed my turn. She didn't know anything about it, so um, I kn- something in me said that I didn't have no business going up there because I had enough respect for the cap for other beliefs by that time that I knew I shouldn't do it, and I didn't know how to do it. And
1: oh, well, I- we both did that.
0: Yeah, well, I didn't take it. I did not tell. You, I didn't go up there. I went I up there and know. got ashes. Yeah, I
1: I got I got the Eucharist plenty of times as a as a Protestant. Did you really? I didn't I didn't know. Mom was like, just just have communion or whatever, and she uh she she didn't know really either. But uh, you know don't do that if you're a Protestant. Wait until you're confirmed.
0: Yeah, it's like this. <laughs> now I I went to a Lutheran church with you when you were young, and. They told us at this Lutheran church that we're about to have communion. And if you're not a Lutheran, please do not receive communion. And I was offended. And then we went anyhow and got on the altar rails, knelt down on the altar rails. And when they got to me and you, they knew we weren't Lutherans. And they skipped us. I remember the elder patted you on the head or something
1: and said, one day you can do this. Dad, you're missing all these turns. Take a right. Take Take a right. right here.
0: We're downtown Birmingham.
1: We are arriving to Mass, so I'm going to cut my dad off.
0: Hang on (laughs) on now. Um, I was offended because I didn't see why. I was more upset you didn't get it. I didn't want you to get offended. But then since then, I've I've learned why in the world would I want to participate in a sacred rite of a religion I don't believe in. Yeah. You know, because the main thing about taking communion as a Catholic is we believe that it's the literal body and blood of Jesus. And to not believe that goes against the number one dogma of our faith. Yeah. You know, that that is Jesus. So um, I don't know how we got up on that. We got to go in a minute. But let me ask you one, two little questions real quick. Okay, I'm a big rosary prayer person. I pray the rosary. I try to pray. I most always pray it every day, right? And sometimes I'll be able to pray it two or three times in a day. And every now and then, I'm just not able to pray it. But I'm a rosary guy. And I get so excited here in Alabama to see another car in traffic with the rosary on the mirror because there's so few Catholics here. they're all Mexicans here's my well that's you know yeah well out in California where where your older brother Lee lived for years I saw him every day but you do another kind of devotion and I never can get a chalk what's a chalk chalky tell everybody what that is real quick before we wrap it up the
1: chalky is um Saint Anthony the Great um It's like a prayer rope. It's an ancient prayer rope. It's Eastern Catholic. uh, But, you know, Roman Catholics or Latin Catholics can do it too. Uh, You just repeat the Jesus prayer uh, over and over again, which is, uh, O Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. And you just repeat that over and over again and meditate on it. But uh, the Chodky's cool because you kind of do whatever you want with it, really. It's not like the rosary where it's like, very precise and exact what words to say when and what to think on so it's kind of freeing in that way you kind of have a more personal uh prayer experience with it in my opinion but I I like it
0: That's very enlightening. I've been itching to do this interview with you but uh we're going to wrap it up. We got to go to mass. If you enjoyed this episode with my son Brian and myself, please subscribe Um, If you're on Spotify, there's a little bell you can tap uh, so you can get notifications, and there's a follow button. And also, if you please give us a five star rating, that really helps us. And if you're on Anchor or another app, you can sometimes see a donate button for the low, low price of 99 cents. You can help support this podcast. And looking forward to getting some emails from you, Catholic for Rednecks podcast at gmail.com. Uh, we're now also on Twitter, Instagram. I got off Facebook, but uh, God bless you all. Have a great Sunday and I will be praying for you.